The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. A very happy Friday to you one and all. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the week with Eric Franson. I'm AJ Salveson, the Full Court Press on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. We made it! We made it! it but, it's Friday. Okay, I, I I know like it sounds like, well, yeah, of course you made it, it's Friday. No, dude, like COVID-19 makes you kind of wonder if you're going to make it to, if there is an end of the week, if there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I, <laughs> well, almost every day seems like every day is a Friday. <laughs> to some degree, because there's not as many people around the office. Oh, yeah, dude, it was dead. It was a I mean, ghost. things are, like, more casual here. at home. I mean, that's, like, every day. Well, it's just good to see that you're not being, like, all ornery and raunchy with me, that you're actually happy to see me and that you're well, not. Ajay, what am I ornery really? or raunchy Do with? Do we need to repeat that? I-, I could probably find a way to get a voice over of that phone call from yesterday where you about ripped my head off. I didn't rip your you, head off. You were so angry that I called you. And you didn't even know why I called you. And then you were angry for the reason I called you after. So that went really well. <laughs> uh, hey, grateful to have you guys joining us wherever and however you are doing so. Again, on 106 NFM 1390 AM The Fan or on 106 com. There you can find our previous podcasts and other shows and interviews, such as the one we had with Gary Anderson yesterday. Talking about Jordan Love, David Woodward, Tipinale, and Dominic Everly, one of those who was drafted in the first round, as expected. The team... Not so much, but uh, here we are anyways. Jordan Love with the 26th pick in the draft has been selected by the Green Bay Packers. If there's And there is so much to break down. Like Jordan Love was the most talked about quarterback in this draft at the very start. At the very end of round one, Jordan Love was the most talked about quarterback of the night. Not Joe Burrow, not the Tua. Not Justin Herbert, who went to L.A., by the way, which was kind of a surprise. But Jordan Love, now under the wingspan, large wingspan, of Aaron Rodgers, who's 36. That does matter. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Eric, your initial reaction, Green Bay selecting Jordan Love. Well, the initial reaction was that, uh, wow, Green Bay traded up to get Jordan Love. I mean, this is Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers all over again. Um. But the initial reaction was, hey, that's a great franchise. They know how to win. Winning is important to them. They have a good structure, a great fan base. Uh, he doesn't going to be thrown in and expected to be the starter on day one. He can learn from one of the great quarterbacks in the league. Uh, but then I started to think about, well, would, would Aaron Rodgers really be a good mentor? Because then all the, the stuff on Twitter going on about how Aaron Rodgers was beside himself that the, the Packers used their first-round pick on another quarterback Well, here's the instead prob- of going and getting him some help. Here's the problem with that. Eric, I'm going to quiz you right now. Since 2005, in the first round that the Green Bay Packers have had a draft pick, do you want to know how many skill players? Now, when I say skill players, I'm talking tight ends, receivers, running backs, as you know. Do you know how many skill players they have drafted in the last 15 years in the first round? I have no clue. Zero. Since 2005, they never said, you know what? Maybe Aaron Rodgers would like a deep target to throw to. You know what? Maybe we should take some pressure off of Aaron Rodgers and get him a running back. You know what? Maybe Aaron Rodgers could use maybe one of those cute two tight end sets that the Patriots use, and let's just go ahead and tag him into the passing tree. No, instead, they've got an offensive lineman. They've gotten defensive guys. They've gotten defensive safety, defensive backs. Uh, but they've never drafted a running back, wide receiver, or tight end in 15 years. So then here comes this loaded wide receiver pool. Loaded wide receiver. Even at 26, Eric, at 26, you're talking with a bunch of wide receivers who still have, are, are left on the board. And the, and so Aaron's got to be just, you know, salivating at the lips and you know, rubbing his hands together. Hey, we're going to get my guy, you know, 6'6", six, six, good hands, good speed. Let's see. And then all of a sudden... You get the announcement. The Green Bay Packers with the 26th selection draft Jordan Love from Utah State, quarterback. I could only imagine like where that remote 
how far he flung it across <laughs> the room. Uh, you remember when we had Dane Brugler on just uh, yes. a week ago or so, yeah. and I asked him, look, there's a lot of really good wide receivers. How does that affect the rest of the draft? Does that put other push other potential positions mm. further down? And he said, no, I think it actually does the opposite effect because there's, it's such a deep group of, of wide receivers. Teams can make the other picks that they need knowing that there will still be good wide receivers available. So that may be what was on the mind of the Green Bay Packers, that, look, there's a lot of wide receivers that we can choose from. There's a finite number of quality quarterbacks that we need to get into our system. Because, look, Aaron Rodgers is still, I don't know if I want to say in his prime, but he's like he's near the apex. He's probably on, the, on his way down, but he's still very high on what his overall productivity possibility is, his potential. I mean, they were the NFC Championship. So he's still a really, really good quarterback that still produces. Hey, So you want to get a quarterback in there that can still see how he does it at this level. You don't want to bring somebody in to be your next guy who here's an aged quarterback. He's broken down. He's maybe cheating on a few things just to get by. Because you want to see you want your, your, your next future quarterback to see how the current great quarterback operates. By the way, we forgot to invite you all to our show. I apologize for not doing so as of yet. If you want to be involved, we'd love to hear your thoughts on Jordan Love going to Green Bay. Like it, love it, or hate it. Uh, why Especially you- if you're a diehard Green Bay Packers yeah. fan. In fact, if you're a Packers fan, I really want you to text into our show because I want to know how if, if you are incredibly angry like the 3,422 replies I've read on Twitter from Green Bay. Like even today. They uh, they said, hey, general manager is going to be on with the uh, you know on Instagram live to talk, and the replies were just brutal. Like I mean, they're they're asking, hey, is he going to announce his retirement? Is he firing himself? Is he going to take back his draft picks and redo it again? Like, does he get him? I mean, just brutal stuff. So I wanted to hear from Packer fans especially, but from anybody, we'd love to hear from you at four three five three three nine zero three two one to text in again four three five three three nine. 0321. Whether you like it, you love it, or hate it, love to hear your thoughts on Jordan Love going to the Green Bay Packers. Now, we've got a ton of really good audio that we've been listening to and cutting up and breaking down, and we're going to share it all with you today here in the next 52 minutes as much as possible. Right. A lot of national reactions, uh, some that are close to Green Bay, some just broadly as they've been watching the draft. Uh, we get to hear from Jordan Love himself. Self, yep. Uh, but with all one common theme, Eric, surprise. And that's where we start first <laughs> yes. with Susie Colbert when Jordan Love joins Susie Colbert just moments after he was drafted into the NFL. Jordan Love's story has been a wild card in this draft, and we're all surprised that Green Bay traded up to take you. Jordan, <laughs> what about you? Oh, I'm just super excited. Uh, yeah, that's, that's just all excitement right now. Would you have ever expected this? Hey, I mean, I didn't know what to expect coming into this. So, uh, you know, I'm super excited. Um, had some good talks with uh, coaching staff here at Green Bay. So I'm excited. So what do you think you can learn from Aaron Rodgers? Oh, I'm already knowing I can learn a lot from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's that's one of the, the goats right there in the game. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to be able to come back behind him and just learn as much as I can. You know, especially now, we are all so appreciative of the people on the front lines and the people who protect us. Both your parents were in law enforcement. Uh, Tonight, you fulfill your father's vision. How do you feel you've done that? Uh, I mean, just by the work, you know, I put in to get here um, and the work that he he, he got me here. I mean, really. um, So I definitely fulfilled my father's vision. Jordan, congratulations. You're going to the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> that, he never changes with his monotone. I mean, it's just, I mean, you see him get picked, and he's like, okay, hey, I'm going to the Packers. What do I got to do now? I mean, and then it's hop on with Susie Colbert. He, he's just, he's never too high, never too low, just steady as she goes. Uh, that's one great thing about Jordan Love. Uh, let me, when you saw Las Vegas, because I was with you. I thought Las Vegas at 19 says, you know what, Jordan Love's still there. Let's take him when we can get him. And then when he passed 19, I said, okay, New England for sure. And then about one pick later, Bill Belichick's like, look, I don't want anybody to see the inside of my home today, so we're going to go ahead and just trade our first-round pick and get back into like the third <laughs> round. So then he's out the door. So then we're thinking, 
New Orleans behind Drew Brees, maybe behind Taysom Hill. No way. I I I mean, so there was like after 19, my head was spinning pretty good about where he could go. And I was really kind of leaning towards more of the second round. Because remember, the Colts have the number two pick in the second round, and the Patriots traded to get the number five pick in the second round. If he would have gone any further than that, I would have been absolutely blown away. Yeah, to, to see as it started to unfold, I mean, there was so much uncertainty, as we talked about yesterday, about where he might end up. Because uh, everybody had a different uh, mock draft. Um, after one and two, maybe even one, two, and three, it was wildly different from publication to publication on how they predicted it might play out. And for Jordan Love, he could be a, a top 20 pick. He could be a top 15 pick. He could be an early second rounder. So it was all over the place. So for me, I was just, okay, who's going to take him? When's it going to happen? Uh, it, with very little expectation of what I would see because there was so much unknown. But then oh, yeah. Green Bay, hey, wow, great. Maybe a little bit of tension with uh, the, 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 the alpha male under center, but uh, what a great place to land. Absolutely. Here's Mel Kuyper on the draft pick of Jordan Love going to Green Bay. Jordan Love could have gone, some thought, a lot earlier. He didn't. And they moved up a few spots to get him. Where? In the 20s again. At pick, you're talking about you know, at pick number, where is it? Uh, pick number 26. So 24 Rodgers, 26 Love. Again, this is history again. A Packer way of doing things, whether Aaron likes it or not. Now, I guarantee you're going to like it. Yeah, I don't think he liked it. And by the way, the 9.2 or 4.3 thousand likes that uh, the the draft pick got were met with 3.5 thousand disagreements from Green Bay Packers. I've never seen, okay, I take that back. I've seen Jet fans pretty ticked off about draft picks. But a team as winning, I mean, the consistency of winning tradition as Green Bay is, I've never seen that amount of fans just absolutely PO'd about a draft pick. Ever. It, it has been the most hotly debated and talked about pick since last night, without question. Nobody's going on and on about Tua to Miami. Nobody's going on and on about Justin Herbert to Los Angeles or any other players, the 25 players that went before Jordan Love. Everybody's talking about Jordan Love, Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers and how history is repeating itself. Yeah, actually, uh, speaking of that, let's go to NFL in, or former NFL insider. This is Mike Tannebaum on the different views of Jordan Love. You know, we spend months looking at this, analyzing it, mock drafts, and I love every moment of it. it it's it just captures the country, captures me. But what I love about last night and what about tonight and over the weekend is. Hall of Famers, the best minds in our business, Bill Belichick, they all have to reveal their cards and put their cards on the table. And at the moment of truth last night, he could either have had Jared Stidham or Jordan Love, and he took Jared Stidham. And I find that to be unbelievably fascinating that here are the Green Bay Packers willing to give up a fourth-round pick on a 13-win team who was so close to going to the Super Bowl a year ago, and they thought Love was that good. And just... The comparison and contrasting of the evaluation of Coach Belichick with an unknown player in Stidham and could have just turned in the card for love. And here's a 13-win team that should have, by all accounts, taken an offensive tackle to replace Balaga, taken a receiver that we all know they desperately need. But instead, they give up a fourth-round pick to take love. That's the thing, and this is a great point that Mr. Tannenbaum brings up, is, Eric, it's not that they drafted Jordan Love. It's what they gave up to get to Jordan Love. That fourth-round pick puts them at the top of the list, by the way. They are at the top of the pecking order by the fourth round, and who knows what it looks like. In fact, it was you know it was talked about last night that this draft in the second round is deeper than it has been in the last 20 to 25 years, that there are guys who are going to be drafted in the second round who are still going to start on an NFL football team. That's how deep it is. And so that's why fans said, well, if it's that valuable in the second round, it's going to be still pretty tasty in the fourth round, but what they gave up to get to Jordan Love tells you enough. But are, as if you were a Packers fan, would you be concerned of, like, we should have gone offensive lineman? We should have maybe gone one after a receiver. Maybe after a running back. Why are we getting a quarterback? As, like you said, Aaron is he's, he's still in that peak area, but there's also a downhill that's coming after it. Yeah, well, or uh, we haven't talked a whole lot about maybe go on to the def- defensive side. 
Go after yeah, a defensive there you go. squad that can get the opposing team off the field um, so that they keep the offense going um, and not have to put a lot of pressure on the offense to go and make some, some big plays or make some comebacks. But um, it, it was the – what were the numbers? The, uh, the, the, the draft viewership, 15.6 million viewers. Good heck. A 37% increase over last year. Uh, it, it broke the previous high mark of 12.4 million viewers that was set back in 2014. A lot of people around the country got to know more about Jordan Love last night and Utah State. They saw his tape, saw his highlights, saw him slinging the ball in a Utah State uniform. Uh, exciting, exciting night for USU football. Yeah, it's and it's like you said. I, I you talked about it last week, all last week actually, and to me, and most of this week too, that this is different for Utah State. This is different for Cash Valley. We're talking about a kid going in the first round of the NFL draft. It hasn't happened since when? Nineteen seventy. And who was that guy? Phil Olson. It's been 50 years. It's incredible. And so when you brought up, I thought, oh, maybe we're just overhyping it. But then to hear, like, I glued to the TV. Like, come on, just give me Jordan Love. Somebody pick him up. New England, be my guy. And then even if it was Green Bay, I was thrilled. I was so excited to see Jordan Love get announced in the first round of the NFL draft. And the cool part is, is that tomorrow we could see three more guys, maybe three more guys, be picked up in the draft somewhere. And uh, and that's what makes it fun. David Woodward, Tipanolier, and Dominic Everett all still hoping to hear their name be called at some point in the next few days. And yeah, that. And by the way, I want to get back into that maybe here later in the show. That is definitely a strong possibility for a couple of teams who are looking for that must need guy defensively or for a clutch kicker uh, that they uh, for special teams. I, uh, I definitely uh, think so. I love what the Mountain West and their official social media account put out today. Uh. Quick recap from the first round of the NFL draft. G5 conferences that had a player drafted. One. One. Mountain West. Yep. The end. <laughs> yep. How about that? How about that? Uh, and by the way, do you know what's even more better? How many youths were drafted in the first round? They had this, hey, we have 10 guys who are going to get drafted. How many in the first round? Zero. Crickets. Zero. And by the way, you know what's funny about youth fans is that they come out and they say, you know what? We don't care about Jordan Love. We don't watch his tape. It's not a big deal. You know, we, we, we play in the Mountain West Conference. And then he gets drafted. We've been watching this guy all year long. We know what he looks like. We've seen oh, Shut the fetch up. <laughs> Holy crap. Stick to his side. There was some guy on you know, Twitter because, you know, if, if the Saints were to pick up Jordan Love, he jumped on this conversation just out of nowhere. He was a BYU guy. And I said, sir, this is a Wendy's. Please go back to your Ben Criddle podcast show and just stick to that because this is Aggieland, and we're going to have our day today. Today is our day. Tonight is our night, and it's a chance to celebrate Jordan Love going to the Green Bay Packers. We got so much more to get to about Jordan Love. We got much more audio, including from Laura Rutledge, and a really, really cool letter from Mom that you have to hear. And then, of course, the last dance is this Sunday. We'll talk about round two tonight. We'll talk about... Uh, round three tonight. We'll talk about rounds four, five, six, and seven tomorrow. Uh, a lot to get to here. Yeah, and in light of the big news last night with Jordan Love going in the first round, what are some of the other Aggie greats that have been drafted or were first rounders? Do you realize how many Aggies were drafted in the first round? It's a pretty good number. Our Friday Five Bets will be the five best Aggies ever drafted. Not in order, because it's a little bit more difficult, but we'd love to hear your opinion on any of our topics. You can text in at 435 339 0321. It's a full court press, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, the fan. It doesn't matter who you root for. The full court press has all the high school sports covered. The full court press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. <coughs> Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric France and Andre Salveson. It's a Friday. Happy Friday to you one and all. Hope you're doing great here on 1067 The FM. 1390 AM The Fan. Hey, how about that guy Jordan Love? 26th pick to the Green Bay Packers. First draft pick that's gone in the first round from Utah State University since the great Phil Olsen. 
It's been that long with that many great athletes. Now, as we talked to Gary Anderson, I remember we asked him about it yesterday, Eric, that it's not where you're drafted, but how you perform after you've been drafted. What's your production like? Bobby Wagner, right? How late did he go? What was he up? Warfare? I just looked that up. He went in the second round, and he went 47th overall. Ky- okay, well, Kyler Fackrell. Do you have a list of these guys by chance? Uh, I was just starting to look them up. I don't have him. I was going to say, I mean, so you got Zach Vigil. Nick Vigil and Kyler Fackrell are, are three other guys. Kevin Robinson, the great returner. Kevin Curtis. Kevin Curtis is another one. Ooh, good one. I like that one a lot. Uh, Robert Turbin. I know he had a small cup of coffee with the Seahawks, if you will, appear in a couple Super Bowls. Didn't have... The amount of carries that uh, Marshawn Lynch did. Kyler Fackrell was drafted by the Packers, yes. Uh, third round, 88th. Wow. If you want to be a part of the show, you're more than welcome to be by texting in at 435-339-0321. Or you can call in at 435-752-1069. Lines are open for the phone if you want to call in. Text lines are always open for you at 435-339-0321. Love to get your feedback about the Jordan Love pick. Like it, hate it, love it, no, yes, no, maybe so. Uh, Eric, I also, uh, you know, I, I look at the picks by uh, I mean, the top 10, right? Uh, Joe Burrow, it was already going. It was already, uh, I mean, it was already a foregone conclusion. He was number one. Chase Young was already a foregone conclusion at number two. Ohio State's cornerback goes at number three. Georgia uh, offensive tackle goes to the Giants. They got Daniel Jones, so they need an offensive line to protect him. Tua going to Miami at five. Tua's I don't I don't see what's so good about Tua. Maybe I'm going to be wrong, but I'm not liking it. You know the the thing that concerns me about Tua is just his health. When he's if if you take that out of the equation, if Miami can coach him how to stay in the pocket or avoid getting hit. He's a great quarterback, AJ. I mean, we have to remember he beat out a pretty good quarterback who was already in the system and led a team to a national championship. Mm. By the way, he's still waiting to be drafted in the NFL, too. <laughs> yeah. So Tuatanga Vailoa is a good quarterback. Very athletic. Uh he's a gamer. Um, and he, he knows how to make some things happen to get his team down the field and, and into the end zone. So but the, the, the red flags for me on him are the injuries. Justin Herbert going to the Chargers as a sixth pick. Yes or no? I, yeah, I mean, uh, I just... I think... Why do people not like Justin Herbert? That's what it's I... It's not so much that I don't like Justin Herbert. It's just... I think he needs to work on his accuracy. Um, I think that's a, a concern for him. But big body, big arm. Um, he's, he's a West Coast guy. Maybe that's going to help a little bit. But... Uh, the thing with with Jordan Love is, you know, here's a guy that's going to have the advantage of understanding the NFL culture, NFL coaching, NFL systems before he really needs to put every, have everything put on his shoulders. By the time Jordan Love becomes a starter in the NFL, some of those other guys who we've mentioned may have already flamed out. Hmm. It's a it's a real possibility. It's sad and unfortunate as it is, it happens every year. Some guys that are drafted early, everything's put on their shoulders and they're put into bad situations and they can't do everything and then it it messes with their confidence and it's a, it's a real struggle for them. What's really interesting is that the first wide receiver, as talented as this wide receiver pull was going into the draft, Eric, the first one didn't go until the Oakland Raiders. Now, the thing about the Oakland Raiders at the 12th pick is that they're going to just do their own thing, right? Dance to their own tune. But this just really didn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, he is from Bama. He's got good speed. Hands can be kind of an issue at times, especially catching a ball in traffic. But Henry Ruggs III going to Bama surprised me a tad bit. And then Jerry Judy from Alabama going to Denver is a really good pick for them. Uh, C.D. Lamb, my man, from Oklahoma. Goes to the Cowboys. Now, I talked to a Cowboys fan in, who is in this building, and uh, that individual was kind of curious as to why they need a deep threat. It's because when you look back at when uh, Dak Prescott was at his best, it's when Des Bryant was on the field. And that's when Tony Romo was his best, too. Uh, I, I think CeeDee Lamb has great speed. He, he's had great vision. He can he can eye a ball all the way to his hands. Uh and he play. I mean, doing it at Oklahoma in a Big Twelve conference, he got a lot of got a lot of reps. 
Uh, and then, of course, uh, Jalen Rieger from TCU goes to 21 to the Eagles. And then how about this? Justin Jefferson didn't go until 22. Sorry, so Rieger went at 21. At the 22 pick was Justin Jefferson from LSU. That surprised me. I thought Jefferson would go a little bit earlier. I thought he's a really good receiver, Eric. Well, there's so many really good receivers, Ajay. I think they're kind of interchangeable to some degree. Okay. And I think that um, I think that teams see that look. There's it's a deep draft class of wide receivers, and it's just who's the next available on the board for what they need. For speaking of the next or uh, best next best available on the board, who are the guys who are still left who were absolutely for thought for sure first rounders and were not? Xavier McKinney, linebacker for Alabama. That one actually really surprised me that he didn't get picked up by somebody, especially Bill Belichick of the Patriots. Uh, DeAndre Swift from Georgia as a running back. Ezra Cleveland from Boise State offensive tackle. Yeah, there was a lot go. of speculation early that he would be one of the top guys out of the Mountain West, that he would be a first round selection. And he's going to be dropped. a tad disappointing. I, huh? Honestly, I was a little surprised that he wasn't selected in the first round. Uh, J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State is still left on the board as well. T. Higgins from Clemson uh, is still off uh, on the board, as is Trevon Diggs from Alabama, the great cornerback. Jalen Johnson for the Utes was one of the top cornerbacks and still there. Now, I would imagine that Jalen Johnson comes off at the board at some time in the second round, but Indianapolis doesn't need him. New England might take him. Problem is, is New England's already got a pretty loaded backfield with Devin McCourty, Jason McCourty, and Stephon Gilmore. You know, besides Ezra Cleveland out of Boise, who we may hear his name called tonight, another mm. Mountain West player that could get his name called Logan Wilson from Wyoming. Oh, yeah. Good linebacker, uh, good size, good athleticism, good speed, good nose for the football. Uh, I think he's he could have a good NFL career. We saw what he could do against the Aggies, unfortunately. Um, but uh, he's been getting a lot of praise for uh, the type of year, type of career he's had at, at Wyoming and, and could do well in the NFL. There's some saying that he could end up in, in Dallas just trading one Cowboy uniform for another. So here's how the first few selections will go in the second round. Uh, Bengals-Colts via trade. Uh, so Bengals will get the first pick. Colts second. Lions three. Giants four. Patriots will get fifth. Panthers six. Dolphins seven. Texans eight. Browns nine. And Jaguars at the 10th pick of the second round. Those are your top 10 picks for the second round, which, by the way, starts in a half hour from now at 5 o'clock. And then tomorrow's four through seven rounds will be at 10 a.m. Eric, before we get back into Jordan Love, I want to ask you, uh, overall, the production of the NFL draft, I know it's a different circumstance, but how did you think it went You know what? I thought it was cool seeing people in their... They're normal living situations. Uh, <laughs> you know, here's your people in their living room or in a little office, and they're just it's just them and a family member or two, uh, rather than you know there's some big production with tens of thousands of fans and fancy suits and all the oh let's we'll check over to see who's in the green room. His name hasn't been called yet. Let's see how is he reacting. Yeah, those things are kind of interesting in their own right, but I thought this was refreshing to see people in their environments. Uh, and it was kind of, I, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, I'm actually with it. Look, as much as we might sit there and despise Roger Goodell and call him the clown that he really is, I thought it was actually very well handled. I do have a couple of problems. Why? Uh, excuse me. One, why in the world are you announcing the Las Vegas draft in 2020? Did you, remember, did you hear that? So he announces that Las Vegas will once again have the NFL draft, but then he says in 2020... The NFL draft will be in Las Vegas. We're like, the feds, uh, man. <laughs> little slip up. Stay in your basement. Oh, guys, you're reading on it. How do you screw that up? Uh, secondly, I love the fans behind, like on the TV or whatever. It just, it looks so fake at times, though. It looks like it was just staged and scripted. Like, I would love to see, I, I shouldn't say it like that. Okay, well, I would love to see Jets fans and just, like, have the pick announced and then see all of them just go, like, ballistic, right? Throw in their stuffed animals at the, tea, at the screen, you know, chucking their laptop across the room. Just see some upset people. It'd be funny. I think it'd be entertaining, to say the least. Uh, all right, let's get back to Jordan Love. He's the 26th pick of the, the Green Bay Packers. Going back to Mike Tannenbaum, former NFL insider, uh, here's his thoughts on rookies, uh, uh, rookie quarterbacks, that may not start. When you look at, in order, right, Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Love, and then you put next to them their veteran players of Dalton, 
Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor, and Aaron Rodgers, because of the weird world that we're in right now and the unusual circumstances we're dealing with, I'm not so sure that those four veteran quarterbacks don't play start on opening day and play a lot this year. And here's what I mean by that. Ordinarily, guys, we would be scrambling right now. We'd be flying in the Joe Burrow, his family. They'd be out with our player development guy looking for an apartment. You know, Justin Herbert's never left Oregon ever. And Tyrod Taylor has learned the Buffalo Bill, the offense going back to the Buffalo Bills with Anthony Lynn, the institutional sort of knowledge that these quarterbacks have over these rookies is huge. It's a great point. Yeah. And where the, there's not going to be that pressure on Jordan Love going to Green Bay, where Joe Burrow is going to have pressure on him. Tua is going to have pressure on him to get this playbook figured out and to lead this team. Those teams spent they they spent their top draft picks on these guys to be their future. It's all going to be on their shoulders. Jordan doesn't have that pressure. Is it okay? What would you hate more? I guess not hate, but what would you be more uncomfortable with? Having to take the playbook and be the starting quarterback right out of the gates coming into your rookie year, or work under a quarterback who has this little bitter grudge that he might be holding because the Packers just can't do their job right in the draft board, according to you. Ask that one more time. Who would you? What would make you feel more uncomfortable? Being the starting quarterback to lead a franchise out of this dweller cell or have to, I mean, be drafted from a team, a great team, good franchise, but leaning underneath the mentorship of a quarterback who has a bitter grudge against that his own franchise because, according to him, they can't seem to draft right for the last 15 years? It's a great question because on one hand, the fate is in your own hands and you can affect that a little bit more. Um, it, that is, if you were suspect, asked to be the, the starter. But on the other hand, because of this, the nature of football, so much is out of your control because you have to rely on so many other people to make things happen right. Um, I would probably take the latter I, 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 because the, 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 the whole institution is a successful institution. They've done well. They've drafted well. They've made trades well. They they've know how to win. They know how to, to, to do things right. Um. And you've got one guy who, yeah, he's in your room. He's an alpha <laughs> male. He has a big bark too. But uh, you know what? At the end of the day, look, I'm 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 sitting wearing this jersey in a successful building with a successful culture. Eventually, I'll get my time. And if it doesn't work here, uh, I can at least figure some things out and uh, have a, have a chance somewhere else. But. I think I'd probably take the latter because there's so much more that's going for you than going against you in those other situations. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, the chance to be able to sit in the same room with Aaron Rodgers and study film with him and ask, and look, you are and told to ask as many questions as you possibly need to. While you have Aaron Rodgers right there, Tom Brady said something really interesting in 2003 uh, that, that kind of stood out to me. He said, the first piece of advice that I got from Drew Bledsoe when I first walked in there, I said, hey, what advice do you got for me? And he's amped up for all this information and how to handle a locker room, whatever, all, all that stuff. Drew Bledsoe simply told him, ask questions. And when you're tired of asking questions, ask more questions. And when you don't think you have any more questions, think of more questions and ask me <laughs> because I'm not going to be here forever. And that was like a foretell tale of what ended up happening as he got his Brains beat out of him by the Jets and Mo Lewis on a hit to the sideline. Never saw the field ever again. Well, I guess he saw the field in the AFC Championship, but then was shipped out after that to the Buffalo Bills. So while you have him there, Aaron Rodgers, in your film room, sitting there next to you, ask questions, a thousand of them, whatever you got. Hey, what did you see on this read? Why did you throw to this guy? What do you see on this? How do you determine why a coverage with this? How do safeties play different than from college to the NFL? Because he played at Cal. So he's the guy was played in big-time conference football. So he would know. And I think the thing, too, to remember and to realize, uh, and I think we have some audio on this, is that, look, people need to realize that Aaron Rodgers is still the quarterback. He's still the guy. And even Aaron Rodgers needs to realize that. 
um, that look, th- this isn't a move to unseat Aaron Rodgers in 2020. Yeah, actually, speaking of which, there's Laura Rutledge. If I'm Aaron Rodgers and, and I'm being reasonable about this, maybe it's not ideal, but I'm looking at it and saying, well, this guy's not playing anytime soon. And he even said that last year. No one's going to, they're going to have to get somebody in here, but they're not going to beat me out. Here's, look, I get it. And, I, and, and you and her both make sense here. But at the same time, everyone said the exact same thing about Tom Brady, who, by the way, they had paid, what was it? 40-something million for Drew Bledsoe to be the face of the franchise. They had just signed a contract extension. Next thing you know, Drew Bledsoe on a rollout keeps rolling out, goes to sign, and Mo Lewis turns Drew Bledsoe inside out, upside down, eyeballs hanging out. I mean, it's a then, lovely visual, by the way. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I remember the hit. So then, uh, then Tom Brady comes in, and then Tom Brady never loses his spot again. Ever again. They ship Drew Bledsoe out the following year. So you just don't know when. And you're right. This is a chance for Aaron Rodgers to, you know, be that mentor. And, yeah, I got my spot. But know that Jordan Love's going to be coming. He's not going to come in there and say, happy to sit behind a guy and not have to worry about playing or have to worry about this or that. No. Jordan Love's going to go in there and say, look, I, I respect Aaron Rodgers, but I don't fear him. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try to give it what I can, earn the locker room's respect so I can be that guy. No quarterback goes into a situation and says, oh, I'm excited to be the backup. Thank goodness. Unless you're Ryan Leaf. <laughs> no. Uh, but, uh, no, I, that's that's a very valid point, though. Uh, speaking of Laura Rutledge, here is her thoughts on uh, the varying thoughts on who Jordan Love can be. Maybe. Maybe not. Teams have been all over the place on Jordan Love, guys. And you know that. I've, I've been telling you guys that. And you've heard it from other people, too. And and it is this, you know, hey, is he the next Patrick Mahomes? And, and look, he's not yet. Although I will say he had a higher at 90 pre-draft grade from Scouts Inc. than Mahomes did. His was 85. So it, people love him. And there are a lot of things about him that make you really excited. He's, he's kind of this freak athlete with this great hand size. And he can do so much. And he can make these throws that kind of take your breath away is he a Patrick Mahomes no I think he's better than Patrick Mahomes mm, wow I do I don't I, think that I, I think Patrick Mahomes probably had more confidence is maybe a little more of a gunslinger um, I think that Jordan Love can make some amazing throws that just fly out of his hands it just a flick of the wrist and that it's a bomb he makes it look effortless um, he does have an ability to scramble and to um, draw out plays a little bit longer, but um, he's—I don't know—he's—he's he's not an up and down guy emotionally. No, and so I, I see a guy like Mahomes who makes a big throw. He's getting pumped, and he's going to go out there and make even more throws and lead his team. And it's like, wow, this guy's like roaring to go, and he's—he's he's doing amazing things. Jordan's like amazing, make an amazing throw. Okay, let's line up. Let's do it again. It's like Bill Belichick at the press press party. Yeah, it really it is. It just doesn't Which, change. Which, to some degree, is still a good thing. But guys that know how to channel that passion and that positive energy seem to be the ones that take it to the next level. That's just like uh, there's nobody else that can and do that. Aaron thing- Rodgers is a guy like that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Aaron Aaron is competitive as all get out. And we, we've seen that in big-time games, big-time playoff games. But I think Jordan will get there. I really do. Because, look, playing in the – no disrespect, but playing in the New Mexico Bowl and playing in the NFC Divisional Wildcard game versus your rival, the Seattle Seahawks, is a heck of a lot different. So when you do throw Just a marginally, so if you throw a fifty-two yard touchdown pass, a sold out twenty-two thousand standing room only outside in frozen tundra land is going to go ballistic. Is going to get your adrenaline. On. You're going to throw a pump fist. You're going to scream a little bit. Throwing a fifty-five yard bomb in the New Mexico Bowl with a whole twenty-seven fans watching you doesn't really do that for you against North Texas. So. I think we'll get there and we'll see it from Love as he gets his opportunities. Here's Mike Tannenbaum, by the way. 
Brett Favre was 35 years old when Aaron Rodgers was picked, and Aaron Rodgers is 35 years old. And at the end of the day, you're beholden to one thing. What's best for the Green Bay Packers? Now, I think what's interesting was like the juxtaposition of when you look at the Cowboys and all the issues they have uh, at so many other positions, and they go and take C.D. Lamb to try to get as many weapons for Dak Prescott. And obviously, you know, Green Bay took the total different approach. Obviously, you know, we won't know the answer to this one for a couple of years. If, if they hit on love, they hit big. Yeah, and see, that's the other thing is that when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre was 35. When they drafted Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers was 36. So there's, I mean, they're thinking ahead here as well. Yeah, and you have to. You have to. You want to bring a guy in that can still see a quarterback who's still really good. Learn from him. Pick up his his work ethic, what it is that makes him great. You don't want to bring somebody in that's going to just, if you've got a guy that's on his last leg, you're probably going to be bringing somebody in who's probably going to be pushing him out sooner rather than later. Jordan Love is a, is a great quarterback, but needs time in an NFL system. Is that next year? Is it three years? Is it four years? Aaron Rodgers is still under contract for two more seasons. Yeah. After that, well, actually, this year is going to be fine. Next year, at the end of his, with one last season under uh, to, to to finish it out, it's going to be really intriguing in Green Bay. But it depends Ooh. on how productive he is and how confident they are in Jordan's, uh, how, in how well he's been proving. Before we go to a break, I want to ask you something. I was talking to a friend today, and they brought up a really interesting point. What they would have to pay Rodgers, what Rodgers would come back after the two years and say, I want this money. And the Packers are like, no, no, not happening. We'd rather take take our rookie quarterback who's on a rookie salary and just go that route. We're not going to pay a 38-year-old guy. And so maybe Rodgers, at some point within the next two years, says enough of the contract. You guys didn't give me the help that I need. I've waited as long as I have. I got a Super Bowl here. I'm out. And you trade him for whatever you can get out of him, whether it's a second, third, or fourth round pick, and be happy with it. There's a chance that I think that Jordan Love might see the field sooner than those two years, and he's going to have to be ready to go. It could be. And well, and you never know. Like you talked about with Bledsoe, there could be some crazy hit that comes out of nowhere, and Jordan Love is thrust into that position to lead the Packers. That's a great point. All right, we're going to take our uh, final break. We're going to combine the last two breaks to take our final break because we got a lot to still get into with just about 10 minutes left in the show. Uh, so we'll take a five-minute break, come back. We'll get our Friday Five Best, which is all our five best Aggies that have been drafted into the NFL. We're going to talk about the last dance really quickly. And then, again, a final message from a very special friend of Jordan Love. It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hi, this is Todd Butler, General Manager of the Cache Valley Transit District. During these unprecedented times, CVTD continues to operate for all those that rely on our services for essential travel. The buses are disinfected daily, and we ask riders to practice social distancing. Some of the transit routes have been modified due to the health order issued by the health department. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website for the most up-to-date information. We want to thank all those in health services for what they are doing to combat the coronavirus and make our community safer. The Renegade Sports Park in Logan and Centerville has more side-by-side Terex, Razors, and Can-Am Mavericks than anyone in the state of Utah. With everything going on inside, now is the time to get outside. Renegade Sports makes everything as safe as possible, following all guidelines, plus delivery and one-on-one help. Right now, get huge rebates, plus 0% financing OAC. The Renegade Sports Park on South Main Logan and Centerville open regular hours Tuesday through Saturday. Leader follow, you decide the ride. We're pleased to announce that Bob out of Cash Valley is now open. Valley Implement, Cash Valley's longest standing machinery dealership, is adding an all new Bobcat division. Bobcat has been the undisputed leader in construction equipment since 1962. Bobcat of Cash Valley will carry skid steer loaders, compact track loaders, and mini excavators along with parts and service to support. Located at 515 West 2500 North, that's Airport Road right next to the Logan Airport. Stop by today for a tour of the all new Bobcat of Cash Valley and see how Bobcat equipment can help you accomplish more. 
Rely now on a York Affinity Premium Comfort System to keep your home cool and comfortable. The new Affinity Systems are smarter and more connected and more efficient than ever before. And you can cut your energy costs by as much as 50%. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer, to schedule a free system evaluation. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning Showroom is west of DI and online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. For over 30 years, New Horizons Beauty College has been helping hundreds and hundreds of students learn a lifetime career. They come to New Horizons Beauty College to learn cosmetology, but leave with new friends and skills that will last a lifetime. Students come from Utah, Idaho, and Wyoming and receive amazing instruction, then go on to work in or create their own salons all over. For more than 30 years, New Horizons Beauty College has been making friends of clients and students. Visit them today to experience the difference yourself. New Horizons Beauty College, 550 North Main in Logan. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric France and Ajay Salveson accidentally deleted our all in music. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to sing us, sing for us to bring us back. Do you want me to? No, not really. Are you sure? Because I can. No, that's okay. So uh, Jordan Love picked uh, with the 26th pick. The Green Bay Packers moved up to get him. It's been a hotly debated topic oh. since the pick happened. Oh. Uh, and, uh, you know, good for Jordan Love. He's yeah, going to a great absolutely. organization, a winning program. Amen. Uh, and uh, they, they've they got a strong culture there. I think it's a great place for him. He's got a great, great quarterback to watch. Even if that said quarterback isn't real happy about the move, Jordan can still watch him and observe how he conducts his business and uh, try to become a great quarterback of the NFL as well. Eric, five more minutes left here on the show. Let's get to our Friday Five Best really quickly. Uh, let's give our Friday Five Best, five best Aggies drafted into the NFL. These are in no particular order. No, I, I just, I'm not even going to try. That's hard. Uh, certainly Merlin Olsen. Even if we did rank them, I probably would still place Put him Put Merlin number Olsen one. in number one, yeah. Uh, Be kind of crazy not to. Deservedly so. He was a third overall pick back in 1962. He had a tremendous... NFL career. Uh, Merlin Olsen's up there. Uh, and I'd even put his brother Phil on that list. He was the last uh, first-round pick from Utah State. That was 50 years ago. But um, he was selected fourth overall. He went to the Boston Patriots. How about Roland Jones, right? He was the uh, 14th pick in the second round. Went to the Broncos and had a, a great career there. Where he played in uh Back-to-back Super Bowls, I believe, uh, against the Giants and against the uh, Redskins uh, was a big part of that. Uh, Roland Jones, I think, is underrated. Oh, yeah. One of the great ones. Uh, another one, Bobby Wagner. Absolutely. Any other questions? Abs- <laughs> I don't, you don't need to explain me more than that. Uh, another one that I have on my list, Eric Hipple. Oh, Another good one. great quarterback from USU, went to the Detroit Lions, had a really good career with Detroit, and uh, became a fixture in that community. Chris Cooley? Washington Redskins, who's yes. the 18th pick in the third round, but turned out to be much more valuable than that Absolutely. as a tight end. He was incredible. Captain Chaos. Uh, and then another one for me, MacArthur Lane. Um, we Ooh. don't hear enough about those great Aggies from the late, the, from the mid to late 60s, but he was a great running back, went to the Cardinals, um, and uh, had, a, had a good career in the NFL. He was an outstanding Aggie uh, with the career that he had in the Utah State uniform, so certainly want to recognize him as well. This just sounds a little bit odd, and I think it's because we're all surprised that he actually got drafted. But Darwin Thompson for the Kansas City Chiefs has actually been a lot better than people thought. He and Kansas City, their organization, loves him. Yes. Capital letters, too. Andy Reid has spoken very highly about the work ethic, attitude, personality, and just the, the chemistry that Darwin Thompson has brought in to the locker room. Did you see the picture that Quinn Ficklin shared yeah. last night? Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. There's Quinn Ficklin, and they're all in their uniforms. He's under center. He is the center. And he says, in this picture, a first-round draft pick, a Super Bowl champion, and me. And me. <laughs> Dude, but you know what? I still, like, he is my guy. Always will be like Quinn. Ficklin, <laughs> a lot of us are Quinn. Ficklin. I wish Quinn Ficklin would come out and speak out on Twitter when you fans and Cougar fans come out. I wish Quinn Ficklin would just let him have it. I don't know why he doesn't. It mind boggles me. Uh, Eric, uh, really quickly, let's get to just a couple other news and notes, and then I want to get to uh, this wonderful audio that we got from Utah State University, courtesy of Tyler Knowles and the marketing team. Uh, Last dance on Sunday. It's going to be a focus on the bad boys. 
more specifically Dennis Rodman. And when something features Dennis Rodman, you know people just want to know, like, what the crap were you thinking when you it's took It's going to be colorful. It's going to be intriguing and interesting. And I'm really interested to watch the, the, the conversations about – the Chicago Bulls versus the Detroit Pistons because yeah. those are some great battles. Oh man, physical, physical battles. Yeah, what like what would be a flagrant one foul now would be just a common foul back then. Right. It's just okay, guys. You're playing physical. Let's play. Yep. I. I just, are you bleeding? I'm excited. Are you broken? Well, and then there's get a, back up. There is a clip that I've watched. I don't mean to spoil it, but I'm not going to. But there's a clip about Law, uh, Michael Jordan and uh, Dennis Rodman wanting to go on vacation to Las Vegas. And Phil Jackson gives him a time ultimatum to be back by. And Dennis is like, huh, I can do that. Easy. And they're like, oh, crap. It worked. And so uh, you're going to love it. You're absolutely going to love it. Last Dance Part 3 and 4, same time, 7 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN. Do not miss it. All right. Really quickly, before we close this show up, Jordan Love got one more message. And it came from his mom. Dear Jordan. Words can't possibly express the joy and pride which I am feeling towards a young man which you have become. Never in my wildest dreams as you were growing up did I ever imagine such an opportunity as you being drafted into the NFL. It blows my mind. I wish Dad could be here to share this amazing journey with us. Even though Dad is not here, know that your sisters and I are, and we are in awe as to what you have accomplished. As a parent, I pray my children would grow up to be healthy, happy, educated, all-around good citizens and productive members of society. I am very proud you have remained humble and down-to-earth through all of this. I pray you continue to stay grounded and be true to yourself. You deserve everything coming your way. Continue to work hard and you will be rewarded. Always remember your values and let God guide you down the right path. Love, Mom. Enjoy rounds three through seven. Hey, and Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The NFL got through the first round of the first ever virtual draft. And aside from a couple of small glitches, it went just fine. And you have to give all the people who worked so hard to pull this off a lot of credit. The people behind the scenes, the IT departments around the league, they killed it last night. Was the draft the same as usual? Of course not. We missed the energy of a live crowd. It was supposed to be in Vegas this year. You had